Candace is not yours. It belongs to the people, and they have already decided what shall be its institutions, said the North to the South in their fight over slavery. The North believed in anti-slavery and wanted slavery to be abolished immediately. They believed that slavery was unjust. The South wanted to keep their slaves because they sustained their culture and grew cotton on plantations. With all the fighting between the North and the South, the slaves didn't have a voice, and they didn't get to fight for what they believed in. The slaves wanted to be free, but they couldn't be free and stay in the South. Edward Brodus was the owner of Harriet Tubman, and after he passed away, Harriet had found her freedom and escaped as a free slave in 1849. We're your hosts, Jenna Straub and Tegan Slagle, and you're listening to episode one of the Underground Railroad. Stay tuned to learn about how the want of slaves leads to the fighting between the North and the South, and how Harriet Tubman got away with leading all those slaves to the Underground Railroad. Many people believe that the fighting at the border between Kansas and Missouri was the beginning of the Civil War. The fighting caused a political and ideological debate over slavery. Kansas was up for grabs to become a free state or a slave state. In 1854, the Kansas-Nebraska Act was passed, and that overturned the Missouri Compromise's use of latitude as the boundary between the slave and free territory. That caused people who were pro-slavery and anti-slavery to flood into the state. The residents of Kansas got to decide if it was a free state or a slave state, so that caused a lot of fighting among the people in Kansas. The Lawrence, Kansas newspaper said that in the summer of 1856, times were dark in Kansas. The newspaper said a dark cloud lay upon Kansas. Slave power triumphed in Kansas and freedom was crushed. There was a lot of fighting among the people of Kansas. All shops that were run by immigrants were stopped, robbed, and turned back on the Missouri River. A lot of the free state men were in prison, and there was an added struggle to the states because the presidential race was going on, and that would decide if the country would stay true to its history or if it would be given over to a slaveholder. In the South, the population of slaves kept growing and rarely ever decreased. Since there were so many slaves in the South, it is said that there were just as many colored people who were free and enslaved as there were white people. There was a count of 4 million black slaves in the South in the 1850s. By law in all southern states, not including Louisiana, slaves were the personal property of their owners. Slaves in the South had no constitutional rights and were also not allowed to testify in court against a white person. The slaves would often be rented out by the whites, used as prizes for winners of lotteries. There were also wagers in card games and horse races. The slaves had to face hard labor every day with nothing in return. Some lived in tiny cabins with family, which would be cold in the winter, hot in the summer, and leaky when it rained. But most didn't even get to go home to family because their family members would be separated from them and would be sold to different owners. Solomon Northup, an African-American, witnessed a sorrowful separation in the New Orleans slave pen when a white person purchased a mother, but not the mother's daughter. When owners died, people would sell the slaves for their benefit and their hairs. In the North, slavery never became a widespread thing like it did in the South. This doesn't mean that there wasn't slavery in the North. It just means slavery wasn't as big in the North as it was in the South. Many businessmen from the North grew rich from slave trade and investments in Southern plantations. But even then, slavery wasn't big in the North. Between 1774 and 1804, All of the states in the Northern Territory abolished slavery, but slavery had remained absolutely vital to the South. Harriet Tubman was born into slavery in Maryland, which Maryland had been considered a border state between the North and the South, which also meant that Harriet Tubman wasn't a free slave because technically she lived in the South. In 1844, 
Harriet Tubman married a free black named John Tubman. When she married him, she took his last name. Her first name was Armenta Ross. She later changed her name to Harriet after her mother. Harriet Tubman had one owner her whole life, whose name was Edward Brodus. Edward had to sell slaves to cover his debts. Harriet and her two brothers named Harry and Ben were owned by Edward. Edward had died on March 9, 1849, which had left Harriet with his wife, Elisa Brodus. Harriet had already seen three of her sisters sold to the South to be slaves, and she didn't want to see that happen to her brothers as well. Harriet thought it would be a better idea to escape than wait to be sold to the South. She also wanted to protect her brothers. Harriet then saved up enough money to hire her labor. Harriet had known some people who conducted the Underground Railroad and had left for freedom on September 17, 1849, and went to Pennsylvania. Eliza didn't know of her escape until two weeks later and was offering $400 for her to be brought back. Harriet's brothers went back to the plantation, but Harriet did not return. Harriet was sheltered by a white woman in Pennsylvania who remains unnamed. Sarah Hopkins Bradford said that Harriet made her way to Philadelphia, and it is said that her journey was 90 miles, but no one knows how long that took her. Harriet said these words after she had escaped. When I found that I had crossed that line, I looked at my hands to see if I was the same person. There was such a glory over everything. The sun came like gold through the trees and over the fields. I felt like I was in heaven. Harriet Tubman had returned to the South to help slaves escape through the Underground Railroad. In a 10-year span, Harriet made 19 trips into the South to free slaves, and she ended up saving 300 slaves. Harriet even carried a gun with her to threaten the fugitives if they became too tired or decided to turn back. She would tell them, you'll be free or die. Harriet strongly believed that God would guide her. Harriet had always traveled in the night so she wouldn't be caught and captured by the slave hunters. When Harriet returned to the South for the third time, she went to save her husband, only to find him with taken by another wife. She had found other slaves that were seeking freedom, and so she escorted them through the Underground Railroad to the North. Throughout Harriet's entire journey, she never lost a single passenger. Harriet Tubman is the most well-known of the Underground Railroads and is also known as the greatest conductors. People were offering a $40,000 reward for capturing her. During the Civil War, Harriet worked for the Union as a cook, a nurse, and even a spy. After the war, Harriet had settled in Auburn, New York, and she spent the rest of her long life there. Harriet unfortunately died on March 10, 1913, of pneumonia. Before Harriet passed away, she had her family surrounding her deathbed, and Harriet said to her family, I go to prepare a place for you.